Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, late night edition here. I hope you're listening in the morning after uh, maybe no work on a Thursday, Andy. It feels like the weekend already. I said that that earlier on the pregame show. Seems like everything's getting canceled. Our yeah. work's not getting canceled. See, that's but... the problem, though, is that the news doesn't stop. So yeah. it may be feeling like a weekend for most people if they don't have to go to work. And yeah. if they do get Thursday off, maybe you just call in sick Friday. Yeah. Like, hey, no no big deal. But it's, that's... it's a new year. I'm, you're, you got a fresh stack of PTO that that's you could right. use right there. Doesn't quite work that way in the local <laughs> television industry. But here we are. We live vicariously through others. That is right. It is 1225. Now Thursday morning. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get home. Uh, We haven't thought about that yet. Well, I don't have to get on the highway. Yeah, see, I got to go a little bit longer than that. So we're going to try and get home. We're going to see if we can make it. But first, we're going to knock out this podcast after Illinois beats Wisconsin 80-67 80-67 to 67 Wednesday night at State Farm Center in front of 6,579 people. Andy Olson, you are in the building. I thought it felt louder than that. I was there for the first half oh, as yeah. well. What did you make of those 6,000-plus people that were slamming 30-packs, according to Brad Underwood, before the game in the snow? We know that they were because I, I believe if I saw a tweet from the official men's basketball account, May have included some photos that had people okay. were holding some beverages outside. Okay. So I think Brad Underwood was spot on when uh, when he made that comment in the post game. But go. it was it was a great crowd there. It kind of felt at the same level. It didn't feel full, but it felt the same level as those games over winter break where there were fifteen thousand fans, but there was no Orange Crush because they were on winter break. Right. Now it was the opposite. All the old people couldn't get there because they they couldn't drive. But all the kids could just walk from campus, and, and they were able to fill up the the arena. It's really loud, and you know, power to them for for being that loud because uh, it, it felt like a really good environment. And you can tell that the the team fed off that because even after the game, they talked about how surprised they were that they that that many people showed up. You and I weren't expecting there to be you know that many people at all i think last time we keep talking about that there was this much snow Four thousand was the amount of people that came so i wasn't even sure if we'd see people in the upper bowl and then it ended up i mean it looked full besides some you know seats in between people uh in the crowd and it was just a really good environment and probably the best that illinois could have expected given the circumstances Yeah, no doubt. I remember the game in 2014. It was my first year covering the team. 13-14, John Gross's second season here at Illinois, and they had 4,000 people there after a six-and-a-half-inch snowfall. We're already past that tonight, you know, this this morning, whatever you want to say. Uh, Champagne, seven-and-a-half-plus inches. And it probably was more than that by the end because that, that was at 6 o'clock. Check on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, more than half a foot of snow fell in Champagne, and a lot of nations still showed up. And they saw a doozy. Kofi Coburn, 20 points in the first half, 37 total, 12 rebounds, his 40th career double-double. If there was ever a moment— Is that good? It's not bad. I want to say this, Andy, but then it's like, okay, well, it wasn't on national TV, just Big Ten Network. But if there was a game, maybe other than Purdue, which Kofi didn't play great against Purdue here, that you want to go out and show that you're a Big Ten— player of the year candidate and a national player of the year candidate this is it I think it's this one in Purdue because yes Michigan State's there but Wisconsin was I mean they've got the quality Andy absolutely they come into this game they have you know a ton of quality wins 
They've played close games. They were, on paper, the best team in the Big Ten along with Illinois, but their resume coming into this game was far better than Illinois. Absolutely. That's why this win against Wisconsin, which now puts Illinois atop the Big Ten standings alone on now February 3rd. And now they've beaten two and three. Exactly. So now you have a, a win there over a, another marquee opponent. Mm. You beat Michigan State. So you, you beat Wisconsin. I mean, this is lining up for Illinois with a lot of basketball left. There's nine games left, but they control their own destiny. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, and man, they played so well tonight. Better than I was expecting. I was expecting Wisconsin to play this game really close. And, and it yeah. seemed like it was going to be close for the first you know, few media timeouts and then kind of went into halftime. Illinois took a bigger lead and then it just seemed like Wisconsin. They got within six, but it never felt like Illinois was really in danger of losing this one down the stretch just because it seemed like they weren't scoring every time they went down the court, but they weren't going on really long stretches like we've seen them so far this year. You know, go on like, you know, not scoring for the final five minutes or six minutes of a game. And they just never had a stretch like that tonight. And that is going to be key moving forward that they keep doing that because, you know, you, you can't have that when you get into later points of the season. So, you know, they played a really good, complete game. There was really nothing to me that stood out besides maybe the rebounding for the first half. That was really bad. Brown Underwood talked about it afterwards. And, of course, making your free throws. And I have a tweet here from Brad Underwood. He sent this one out about uh, five minutes ago. Uh, it's a quote tweet of Jamara Desumu, who, in all caps, tweeted, make the damn free throws. <laughs> and Brad Underwood tweeted, I agree in all caps with five exclamation points. So that's what Brad Underwood's tweeting, all right. probably with the phone in bed at 1225 a.m. So He doesn't tweet, though. So uh, Well, this one yeah. looks like a Brad Underwood tweet. Maybe, maybe he's back on the, <laughs> he's on back, the bird. He's back on the bird. And, yeah, th those were the only things that stood out to me. But defense, you know. Three-point shooting, uh, Kofi Coburn, all were, were just so, so good today. Yeah, the rebounding definitely hurt in the first half. That it was 20-16 to 16 Wisconsin. It felt like it a felt bigger margin worse, than that. Yeah. And I think it felt that way because of the offensive rebounds. Uh, they were plus four offensively in, in rebounding, 7-3. to three. Mm -hmm. So they got a lot of second-chance points off of that. And it finished Illinois uh, just minus two in, in the rebounding, 38-36 to 36 over Wisconsin. I think that's a credit to Illinois in the second half. But you mentioned it got down to six there right before the under-eight timeout. And, and you felt like, okay, this is the time that Wisconsin's going to make a run. And yet the shot just did not fall. Yeah. And Illinois kept feeding Kofi Coburn. And that's the big takeaway from this is when we think about this game in a month, when we get back to selection Sunday and, and we're talking about Illinois' resume, it's going to be, hey, Kofi Coburn had 37-12 and 12 against Johnny Davis in Wisconsin. And Johnny Davis is right up there as well in the Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. And I thought he had a better resume than Kofi coming into the night because he'd played more games. He had a complete package where Kofi's mm -hmm. missed five games this season. I think that hurts him a little bit in his you know, candidacy for Big Ten and National Player of the Year. And he just flat out came out and said he was the bigger dog tonight in that. And the, the stat that just is going to stick with me in this is the lack of three-point shooting from Wisconsin. Yeah. They go three of 24 from beyond the arc, Andy. I mean, if they just make five more of those and, and go eight of 24, which is still a respectable number. I mean, Illinois went seven of 22. 
like this is a completely new ball game and they just went ice cold from three and and that's the difference of the game and I think you got to give Illinois a lot of credit in that as well that their three-point defense has been pretty good Johnny Davis one of five and the big one for me is Brad Davison going zero of six from three. Like he's he's a high percentage shooter from three, and he, I I get it. A lot of line players don't like him. Uh, <laughs> I think he's on your team. You love him. If he's not, you hate him. But like he's a good player, and you held him in check tonight. Three for twelve from the field and zero for six from three. Just uh, seven points for Brad Davison. He doesn't seem to like Illinois fans either. I don't think he does. He, he yelled a uh, obscenity. Uh, that I saw I, your tweet that I overheard uh, <laughs> at some of those fans, but. Yeah, the, the but they whole, were on him. They like, were the crush was on him from the start. Yeah, when he got introduced, he got booed. Yeah, and every time he touched the ball, got booed. They were on him. Yeah, and that's the difference having the Orange Crush at this game versus yeah. playing in an empty stadium because it's a snowstorm. Like, they made a difference in this game. Um, you know, overall the three of twenty four, and even just. Overall, field goal wise, Johnny Davis being held five of nineteen. Half his points came from the free throw line. You know, he only had eleven points from the field, which is crazy to think about. And you know, that's a credit to Demonte Williams. Saw Trent Frazier on him a few times. Like those guys really held him in check. And, and the defense is what's holding Illinois up right now. And I think that's could be what separates them from the Big Ten, from other teams in the country, is how much they enjoy playing defense because sometimes you get teams that you know they they play basketball because they like to score right there are tons of teams like that and illinois you can tell really enjoys shutting you down playing defense making sure you don't get a good shot and that could be the difference in what separates them from other teams around the country and you know i i think that's a credit to what brad underwood has created the culture he always says culture win tonight was probably a culture win because of the defense that they played and Trent Frazier buying into that, a guy who didn't play a lot of defense coming into college. No. And, and Andy, I know you yeah. were covering that team. That dude didn't play a lick of defense. <laughs> could care less about defense. And now look at him. Yeah. He, he probably should be a national defensive player of the year yeah. candidate. He's a first. I mean, he's on the all Big Ten defensive team. Has to be. Yeah. And if he's not, Brad Underwood's going to have a. <laughs> he's going to lose his coronary, mind. Uh, if, if he doesn't. But, yeah, that's a huge credit to Trent Frazier. DeMonte Williams, you know, once again, not filling the stat sheet point-wise. Although he did have seven tonight, going three of five from the floor. And he hit a three, which was big. But, you know, eight rebounds and seven points. Uh, commits four fouls, but has five assists. Like, that's that's a DeMonte Williams line there. And, I, you know, for, for Illinois, that's exactly what they need out of that. I thought he was so, so good tonight. Because it felt like... He didn't have any offensive rebounds, but it felt like any time that, you know, they really needed to, to end this possession for Wisconsin, he was always there to grab the rebound. And you could tell in the second half after Wisconsin, for I'll say the first 12 minutes is about how long they kind of dominated that rebounding battle. After that, it always seemed like Kofi was there, yeah. DeMonte was there. Grandison was there. I don't know how many he had, but it seems like he pulled down. Oh, they shored up the rebounding. Absolutely. I mean, because Brad was irate. I don't know if you caught him there. (laughs) That's where my eye looks. How is Brad responding to this? I think it shows demeanor and and how the team is going to respond from that in terms of how you know, upset Underwood is, and, and dude, he was losing his mind when they yeah. couldn't get those offensive and rebounds. And for good reason, because it well, felt yeah. like any time that, I remember specific times where, where Johnny Davis was getting his own rebound like every single time, and, you know, at, 
whatever he said in that under eight timeout, it must yeah. have stuck with the team because after that they were really, really good. Yeah. Uh, look, I think this is one of the best wins of the season. Uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and a really, I think, high level game. I, mean, I was it was yeah. entertaining. I did Absolutely. not expect the score to be forty two thirty eight at half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was entertaining basketball and the exact opposite of what Illinois Wisconsin usually is. I was projecting a game in the sixties, certainly no more than low seventies. Yeah. You know, maybe like a seventy two sixty eight type of game. You know, and for Illinois to hang eighty on a Wisconsin team that. Is is really dang good in my eyes. I think shows a lot for for what this team is, and they're a first place Big Ten team. They're showing they're one of the best teams in the country. And now, if you can go beat Indiana, I think they're going to be a top ten. Dare I say? I mean, I that's a big road win. If if they beat Indiana on Saturday, I think the rankings come out Monday, and they're t- they're ten. Could you imagine? Imagine telling yourself this. Let's say December before Big Ten season has started. Yeah, yeah. they're two and zero in the Big Ten, but but that was Iowa and Rutgers. Like it wasn't exactly, you know, they a were huge marquee. They still have a marquee win. Yeah, they were without Andre Corbello. Had no idea when he was coming back. Hutcherson's out for the season, you know. And this whole team hasn't all played together yet. And tonight was probably the first night where we saw that Corbello and Coburn hook up again work so well. There were two times. I think it was the only two assists of the night for Andre. Was two really good passes to Coburn inside, and it's like. That's what this team has been missing all season long. And, and now that they are a top 20 team without that, just imagine yeah. what they can be with that being added back into the equation. It's going to take time. You sure. have to reintroduce him. But when it gets clicking, like, and if they get that right before March gets started, that can be very dangerous for other teams yeah. around the country. Cabrillo plays 11 and a half minutes. Now. He's, he seemed like he was on a, a pitch Absolutely. count necessary, you know. Uh, to use a baseball term that you know they were just trying to get him in and and I thought he forced some things but he still goes three for seven scores seven points that pick and pop that they had uh with Curbelo coming off the Kofi screen and then feeding uh the, the pick and roll that and then Kofi dive into the hoop man like mm-hmm. that I think is what we thought Illinois was going to be all season long yeah you know with the high ball screen and then Kofi rolling on it man like and it that is a, that, it's just so pretty to see. It is. You know what I mean? Because Carbello's so crafty with the ball and Kofi can run so hard at the rim and who, like, who's stepping in front of that? And I'm that's not. what makes them so dangerous down the stretch if they can get it right and get it implemented and get them in the right rhythm in time before March gets started. And who knows where this team is at if they have that going all season long, if Carbello doesn't miss a month and a half, if right. Kofi doesn't get the concussion you know, you can say whatever, but, you know, they, they have it now. They have their, I, I guess it's five losses now. You can't change that on the season, but, you know, they can be a dangerous team when that yeah. gets going. And, look, the Marquette loss is not bad now. Sure. They're, they're a top yeah. 25 ranked team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're 22 this week, you know. And, and that's only uh, a one-point loss, I yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah, and it's on the road. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's a road loss. Like, I, that that doesn't come out to be necessarily a bad loss to this point. Maryland's going to be a bad loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, quote-unquote, like, it's not like a quad-four loss by any means, but, like, I think you're going to look back on that one and say, yeah, we, we wish we could have had that one back mm-hmm. and, the, and the opportunity there, you know, but I, I don't think you look at it, and look, Cincinnati is not going to go down, I don't think, is, is a good loss either, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, 
But, you know, other than that, I don't see, I don't think you just sit here and look at it and go, wow, that was terrible, you know, like mm-hmm. a quad three or a quad four by any means. So this team is on the up, and I think that's where you want to be going into February because it's only going to get tougher. Indiana is super tough at home. Uh, that's going to be a difficult matchup. But I'm looking forward to it again to see Trace yeah. Jackson Davis and, and Kofi. And then Tuesday, it all sets up for a lot of fun in West Lafayette between Illinois and Purdue. And 2.0 between the Boilermakers and Illini. And I'm hoping it's 2-3 because I'd love to see him play in the Big Ten yeah. Tournament final again. It'd be so much fun. So, uh, look, a lot of basketball left to play with nine regular season games. But Illinois controls its own destiny. And that's the exciting part for Illini fans. And you should be excited because this is a, a really historic run for Illinois basketball that they're on. And, uh, you know, only 6,579 saw tonight out of the turnstile. But uh, they saw a good one as Illinois beats Wisconsin 80-67. The Illini are going to rise in the rankings. I think even if they lose to Indiana, um, they're still going to move up in, in the rankings next week. And I would expect Wisconsin to fall uh, a little bit. Probably just, just a couple of spots, depending on what they do. I think they host Penn State on Saturday probably need to win that one um yeah they're they're gonna fall big time if they lose that mm-hmm. but uh you know this this is a really quality win one of the best wins of the season um for illinois all right andy final thoughts as we wrap up here it's gonna be a fun february man i I'm, think i'm looking forward to it a lot of fun a lot on the line for the illini as they try and win their first regular season big 10 title since 2005 yeah it's been a long time and they talked tonight in the post game about being hungry and and still wanting that and you can listen to the full post game press conference on our website on our social media channels right now as well as we stream that like we do every game home and away we are there snowstorm and all uh we're gonna make it happen and we're gonna continue to cover this team the best that we know how thanks so much for listening to the wci three and one podcast for andy olson i'm brett barons we'll do it again saturday after the Indiana game, 11 a.m. Central Time in Bloomington at the Assembly Hall. We'll have more after that game. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you next time here on the WCIA 3-in-1 Podcast.